This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, Sir Joshua of House Ross, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry. This podcast is protected by Lord Hunter the Foulmouthed, Lady Amanda of House Ryan, Lady Rajal of House Stevens, Sir Ron of House Golson, Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler, Lord Paramount of Skagos Island. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into uh, Aria 3, probably the shortest. Wow. Yeah, most boring. I think so. <laughs> Chapter? I don't know. Uh, yeah, not a lot really happens today. You know, uh, Sir Ezra, it's... Certainly compared to what we are uh, accustomed to, I think at, at, at this point, man, there's just not really a lot going on in today's chapter. But yep. nonetheless, you know, uh, we can use this opportunity to discuss some of the things that are coming up, some other chapters. Um, yeah, yeah. Y- you know, I mean, n- next week is, mm. uh, man, I think it's our first chapter of somebody who was not a main character in game of thrones yeah, right yeah davos one and then we go to theon one right yeah so it, it yeah. starts to pick up and i get kind of why there's a little bit of a lull here and i understand there is some a little bit of uh, irony here and, and gendry becomes a little bit more important and stuff but really it is one of the i i was i said to you before we started i'm like uh well this this actually worked out great because the super bowl is like later on so like right. i yeah i'm ready to you know Get in here, record, and uh, watch that. And plus, we're actually um, we're going to use the little extra time that we'll probably have uh, to work on some some really cool updates. We met, should, should we should we should we go ahead and announce those updates? Well, let's just we'll just go ahead and say this. You know, we said this also on our Wheel of Time podcast and our Star Wars podcast that uh, we have probably a a something huge coming for all the shows across the board. Um, all I, all I want to say at this point, uh, is just wait and see. Okay. Keyword is, keyword is C. All right. All right. I got you. It's just going to be, it's going to be something, something big. I think everyone's really, really going to like it. (laughs) Keep, keep your eyes Uh, out. Yeah. Those of you that maybe follow me on Twitter can kind of put together the, um, uh, the hints. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So yeah, I think, I think it's gonna be really cool. I think it's gonna, it's gonna change the, the show. Um, for the better not that anything's wrong with the show right now but you know which is always want to make it better always yeah want to improve a little bit upgrade uh, next yeah. level let's go <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so and then um it is february so um on valentine's day i'm going to uh like vegas for the weekend not for like anything special it just mm-hmm. happens to be where my girlfriend's family is from so um and tickets are incredibly cheap there so yeah i'm doing like a little little mini vacation to um <clears throat> las vegas over that weekend so it's probably going to be 
when we get back that following weekend is uh we're i think is when we're gonna film the first episode of mead meat and cheese going through the game of thrones cookbook yes yes um actually so that's interesting we're we're talking about updates and places we're gonna go i'm gonna put a i've said i'd do this before but i'm gonna do this on the fly real quick and since we have a little bit of time with this aria chapter um Mm -hmm. the dallas fan expo let me see this is um looking at 2020 and i want to get the dates just right so in case anybody wants to go and and kind of meet up. I um, kind of decided this weekend, actually, like like either last night or the night before, that that this is a uh, a go here. So, um, the four hobbits are going to be at the Dallas um, Expo Center. And so, some of you who who follow me on social media will know that I am also into Lord of the Rings, and um, I love that's why also why I love um, you know Game of Thrones. It was natural for me to go from a reader of that into this um just because george is is also a fan uh same thing with wheel of time and and, and robert jordan so uh yeah so the four hobbits let's see where the, when this is because i want you guys to come i think i'm gonna fly down there um and uh probably try and meet them you know mm-hmm. so there's that yeah. uh fan expo here good god can't find this at all 2020 you think it'd be easier to find right you would yeah one would think but yeah. yeah the only the the big the big one i'm looking at is ice and fire con yeah um for a couple reasons one is you know we've, we've been wanting to go for the past couple years uh and two i have to renew my driver's license uh by july 1st so i need to fly back to ohio <laughs> for that people are probably like why didn't you get a uh why haven't you, you moved to portland why haven't you got an oregon one well you know it's because i i just like ohio okay Mm-hmm. I got, pro- yeah. I got, I got, pro- I got property out there. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, you that's do. where that's, yeah, that's where my, I consider my, my residence. You know, because hopefully in, you know, a couple of years, I'm just working from my computer, yeah. and I'm going to be traveling All back over. and forth a lot. I'll be literally spending half my time in Ohio and half my time uh, in Portland. Yeah, and then, so, and then, and, you know, well, and then we'll find some more time to to travel around. Uh, yeah, exactly. The states. So. <laughs> Exactly, man. You know, we also do this this really important thing in Ohio called, you know, elect the next president of the United States of America. <laughs> it's you know, it's this tiny little power that we have, and uh, oh. and you know, people are like, wow, Matt is committing committing voter fraud. Okay, yeah, I he's mean, committing voter fraud. I, I'm an Ohio resident. I have property out there. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, funny. So. That's awesome. Well, so, yeah, got it, got it, got to get that done. Because you know. You have to take the test. You have to retake the test out here, even though I was an Oregon resident before and have my Oregon driver's license. What a joke. You know, that is crazy. Wait. I don't know that I could pass it. <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, because I well, because I remember when I moved back from Oregon to Ohio and I was like, well, I got to retake the test. I thought I had to retake the test. And so, you know, it's like. You need, you don't remember all the questions. Like, do you know what the do you know what the tread amount is that is required? You know, on your car. What? Yeah, the, all those questions you have to answer when you're like 16. It's like I don't know that I know all. The, I mean, you know, I know how to drive. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but it's like you know they ask <laughs> you all these like yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, really. They ask you all these like crazy specific questions, and I'm just like, man. Yeah. I don't, you know, I mean, when you're six, it's easy when you're 16 and you take the class and you read the book, but just to like to just walk in and take it. And it's I don't know. There's they ask like some of these questions are like, hold on a second. And the way they're the way they're worded. I get it, man. I get I feel oh, for 
let, let me teenagers. They are worded like absolutely outrageous. Yeah, let me tell you. So, I mean, I also um, I run kind of like a, a study center and at, at mm. my school and I have kids in there who are like, hey, can you help me with um, like the driver's test is coming up? Can you can you help me? Can you quiz me or whatever? And I'm going through this quiz with a couple of my kids. And this has been like for the past several years. And I'm just like right. I, some of the questions that, that they ask me, I'm like. I will answer it and get it wrong. And I'm like, wait a second. This is either baloney or, oh, my God, I saw how it was worded or the sign looked funny. Or they show me a road sign. I'm like, I've never seen that. <laughs> I've never seen that road oh, sign. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, some of these things, it's like, hold on a second. Like, what is the actual, what is the um, uh, amount of, like, you have to have your turn signal on within X amount of yards. It's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's like, mine's been broke for two years. I don't know. Most people, including police officers, don't even use their turn signals. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Well, so then, yeah, so uh, you may be coming back here around for Ice and Fire Con, which is... um, Which is the end of April. Yeah, at the end of April, looking like it's the 23rd uh, through the 26th. And that's not too far. It's in a nice little state park, uh, Deer Creek Lodge uh, and Conference Center down in... uh, It's a state park here in Ohio, Mount Sterling, Ohio. So if you're interested in that, I think we are going to try to make a, a big effort to go to that this year. Um, before that, the I just found it here, the uh, Fan Expo in Dallas, uh, March 27th through the 29th. Um, that is the K. Bailey uh, Hutchinson Convention Center. I want to try to get down there and, and talk to some of the uh, so, some of the hobbits. And who I don't know who else, who all else is there. I actually think I might run into some. Sometimes you get you know Star Wars people there. You get. Game of Thrones people, I have no clue. So I'm going to kind of look and see who else is going to be at that at that expo. Um, and then after that, I've got a, kind of a decision to make. I have a cousin who lives in Atlanta, um, and she travels quite a bit. Shout out to her. She's she's awesome. Um, and, yeah, she kind of said that I just tell me when, and, and I could come down and stay at her place and go to a, you know, whatever convention I want to in Atlanta. And so um, Dragon Con is typically there. I think it is there all the time. Um, and so that's September 3rd through September 7th. So I'm thinking about that. Although, you know, right before that, uh, Sir Matt, we have Star Wars Celebration. So right at the end of mm-hmm. August, we have uh, Star Wars Celebration. So I might not be going to Dragon Con this year, although it's been on my list right. to go to. Um, a one I might uh, try to attend is Jordan Con. And Jordan mm-hmm. Con is just the, w- the weekend before Ice and Fire Con. Um, Jordan Con is also in Atlanta and... Uh, it is the, let's see here, April 17th through the 19th. And so I'm hoping to go down there and kind of see what's going on because uh, we were just talking over on Heroes of the Horn that the new cast for the Wheel of Time series, the new um, Amazon show that they're making, right. is going to be coming out either 2020 this year or it's going to be coming out 2021. There's already been leaked images of of it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very certain that we will get a, a trailer uh, at Comic Con, yeah, yeah. So and then and then and then my guess is they probably. I mean, the, I I think it'll be. You got to think about when are they gonna when are they gonna release that? You know, we were we were talking we were talking about that on on the Wheel of Time podcast. Uh, I mean, I think maybe I'm thinking maybe January after the Witcher. You know, sure, yeah, so we'll, we'll see, yeah, yeah. So just exciting, and I thought you know th- these are a couple. My my one of my things for 2020 was I wanted to get to. As many like, a, like whether it's a meetup or a con or, or what have you, mm-hmm. uh, I, I really wanted to, to to try and do that. So again, Dallas Fan Expo next for sure. Uh, after that, probably Jordan Con and then Ice and Fire Con and then Star Wars Celebration, and then we'll Jeez. see. Then we'll see from there. 
So, yeah. But uh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, for me, I think uh, I think I think I'm doing Disney. Uh, I guess well, out here it's Disneyland, right? Oh my! Disney World's in Florida. Oh, Disneyland <laughs> is in California, and so that's going to be June. But they have the Galaxy's Edge at yeah. Disneyland, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have it. They have it at both. Yep. Yeah. So I'm gonna. So yeah, it opened first in California. That, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you just oh, added to my list. You totally just. Okay, well, be yes, broke. let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great, though. So. Yeah, but so, yeah, so Ice and Fire Con for sure this year. That's the one we've been we've been talking about for a while, so I definitely, that's it's on my list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well, with that, I mean, uh, yeah, I think uh, you guys can tell we, we got some updates on the show. We got uh, some plans for 2020, and uh, and yeah, so, but otherwise, I mean, Sir Matt, you're doing well, correct? Hey, yeah, doing well, um, just still... Uh, crazy searching the internet for any single trickle of news for of winds of winter hasn't happened haven't had any more updates um but you know we'll we'll continue we'll continue to go along i'm still ho- i'm still holding out yeah holding out hope yeah. but we have had some but on on our facebook group some people have said they don't even think it's it's um bannerman has no name left us a comment on patreon and said i don't even think it's going to be two books i think it's have to be three. Oh, which, for, yeah if that's if if that's the case then well we'll never see him yeah i know because at the at the pay at the rate that he's going i don't know man think about it like 10 years to get this one done another 10 to get the other one done so so when right. we get if we, we let's be, say we get this be, book he'd be, he'd be 90 yeah yeah it's crazy to think about but yeah i don't know well, see. well Sir Ezra, what, what, real quick, real quick on the spot. What's your since we're, we record these Sunday mornings? Yeah. Uh, what and so people listen to them Monday, obviously, because that's when it's released. Uh, what's your Super Bowl prediction? Oh my gosh, I, I'm actually not even really into the Super Bowl this year, and it's probably because you know it's it's the two teams I really don't care for, the 49ers and the Chiefs, and I, I guess I, I would be okay with with um with the chiefs with Kansas city, just because I know San Francisco's mm-hmm. had their, had a few good run. I, I, I don't know. Just give it to that program. Kansas city. Have mm-hmm. fun. I don't know. San Francisco. I'm like, you guys got a lot going for you out there. Yeah. I think, I think, I think San Francisco is a little bit better of a team top to bottom, but I like Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going with the chiefs 34, uh, 28. And, you know, I was thinking about this last, last um, cause I'm going to a super bowl party later, uh, today and i was thinking about this i was like did i why didn't i go to a super bowl party last year and i was like oh yeah because we were waiting to see because i was like well as and i will need to jump on and record if there's a game of thrones oh yeah season eight super bowl commercial yeah and i was like oh yeah so it's just crazy to think like that's where we were last year right we were and then there was i mean the wall was like a teaser it was the bud knight gets killed uh, <laughs> yeah. right i mean it was it was great yeah um he goes up against the mountain that's awesome yeah and uh yeah i was just i was just i was thinking about that earlier this this morning i was like why didn't i go to a party oh yeah <laughs> so crazy to think last year you know like all of the hype everyone was so excited for season eight yeah um and now we're now we're a year later maybe not maybe uh maybe not as much but uh yeah so we'll see yeah yeah we'll see um, okay, all right. Well, uh, with that, let's jump over here into into the captain's report. Um, again, thanks to Lord Robert uh, for putting this out here. So, is the drowned god connected to the shrouded lord? Uh, and the results on that were um, 
no, overwhelmingly there was no. I just, I was, uh, there was a few votes uh, yes for this, um, but uh, for the most part, yeah, it looked like the answer is no there. And we've been doing, actually, it was, uh, it was last week we were talking about Varus, weren't we? And the, and the Drowned God mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, so we kind of, I kind of forget about the Drowned God. I, I also just. A lot of people do. Yeah, and I just don't like, like, you know, the Ironborn is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, do you remember? Do you remember when we were doing the world of ice, the world of ice and fire, and we got to the Iron Islands, and we were like, you know, I don't know, they're just kind of boring. And then we, <laughs> then, and then, and then we got like halfway through the the chapter, like, okay, this is actually pretty cool. And then people left us comments about us saying that. That was fun. that was fun. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, real quickly, just for those who, um, we 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 talk more about the drowned god the shrouded lord uh is also known as like um his gray grace uh, the prince of sorrows and it's this mysterious figure um possibly legendary character right uh the history on the shrouded lord is is that um oh uh, he said to rule the mist so these mists that surround the sorrows um and and are known to kind of spread uh grayscale the gray kiss so we were kind of wondering, is that is that similar, um, like the Roin, uh, we know over there too, is is uh, there's a lot of different um, spirits or gods uh, associated there. Esso seems to have a lot more uh, gods that you can worship. So yeah, it just sort of, people try to make a connection there between those two. Uh, and I don't know, I think they're, I think it's sort of, it's separate. They're, they're I don't think, I think the idea would be maybe if, the, if people from this region you know, uh, came across the arm of Dorne and then they migrated north and found like, you know, their spot on the Iron Islands and those people, those, that group of people stuck together, you know, which, which kind of can happen when you look at people who, um, uh, you know, who moved over here to like the, the, the new world, uh, you know, the, the Americas or whatever, like, yeah, there's different groups from Europe and other places would kind of stay together for a while for a time. So, so maybe there's that, that case could be made, I guess. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know the the kind of interesting thing about the drowned god is, is um you know when we when we think about it and uh it's it it has a lot of parallels to the other religions. Um I mean in an odd way it's it's kind of similar to Relore uh in that they also have their own version of resurrection, bringing people back being bring people back from the dead. Um they also have an opposing deity in the storm god you know they mm -hmm. say that they've been fighting for a thousand thousand years um and so that is also pretty similar to relor in uh the great uh, the relor versus the great mm -hmm. other yeah but just kind of their own spin on it their own version on it and so you know is it is it possible really that it just morphed over time um because of the region that they're in that it actually may have been more of a lore versus the great other religion and it just morphed over time because they live because of their their region mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure uh yeah interesting so i mean uh, like cool because we didn't I, didn't I hadn't really thought about the either one of these you know the, the the shrouded lord nor the drowned god uh and it's just not one we talk about a lot so i thought it was it was good for us to mention and and maybe stir up the pot a little bit and have some conversation in the group about this going forward uh interesting thing with um the shrouded lord when they are passing through the roin it's sort of like rumored that uh he will give a boon or or he will give a pass right possibly or a boost to anybody who can uh make him laugh and i thought mm -hmm. i thought of you know Tyrion just being kind of uh a funnier character and being there 
uh, and maybe, you know, he doesn't get grayscale because of that reason or whatever, you know, just kind of connected. So coincidence, but interesting. Perfect. Oh, and I do want to give a very quick shout out to, uh, you know, uh, Sir, um, you know, Robert of House Butler. Uh, he does. He does. For any of you hockey fans out there, he does run a hockey podcast called Pucks Out. Uh, so I just want to give him a quick shout yeah. out because he, you know, he hooks us up. He yeah, he does a lot. A captain's report. He runs a poll. He does a lot of behind the scenes work for us, and we really, really appreciate that. Yeah. So definitely, definitely go check that out. We'll, we'll put a link uh, for it, or mm-hmm. maybe he can share one for us in the group too. Uh, mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be great. So. So, all right. Well, uh, Sir, are we ready? Are we ready to head over mm-hmm. to the the reread? Yeah. Yep. Let's get there. Okay. So this week we are into Aria three. Last time we were with Tyrion, where Tyrion had dined with dined with Lord Jaina Slint. They discussed the murder of King Robert's bastard daughter, uh, bastard daughter, uh, Eddard Stark's execution, and candidates for the commander of the City Watch. Tyrion then has Jaina Slint taken into custody to join the Night's Watch. Afterward, he discusses the same topics with Varys. Uh, last time we were with Arya, Arya and the others encountered moored refugees every day as they journey north. One evening, they had halted at an inn where they hear news of the war in the Riverlands. Outside the inn, Arya talks with the prisoner, Jack and Hagar. Soon after, six gold cloaks arrive with an arrest warrant for the bull. Uh, but Yorin refuses after a tense standoff the gold cloaks retreat. This week, Arya 3, Arya and the others have abandoned the King's Road to avoid the gold cloaks. As they travel west, they come upon a burned village. When Arya goes to make water in the forest, she runs into a wolf pack, which scares her. She reports this to Yorin, who laments that they should have taken a ship instead. And that's also pretty much the chapter. Uh, yeah. There you go, guys. Is <laughs> uh, a great little reread there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is this is certainly the shortest chapter that I can remember in uh, in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe since the beginning of of a Game of Thrones. It's I uh, on on my I have the Kindle version. It's about it's about ten pages, which considering how long they normally are is uh, not very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's, uh, I was, I was telling you like it's, it's more, you get to know Lamy and hot pie a little bit. Um, Yorin, we understand more about him and him kind of moving around gathering, uh, men and boys for the night's watch. And it's sort of a waiting chapter. It's an in between the gold cloaks showing up in last chapter. And then we have this lull, building suspense right as we wait and we wonder what that sound is out there are those wolves is that the gold cloaks coming back because we know that they said that they would so yeah that's the kind of stuff we're we're really thinking about in this chapter Mm -hmm. so all right well i'll start with a little passage here the road was a little more than two ruts through the weeds the good part was, with so little traffic, there'd be no one to point the finger and say which way they'd gone. The human flood that had flowed down the King's Road was only a trickle here. The bad part was, the road wound back and forth like a snake, tangling with even smaller trails and sometimes seeming to vanish entirely, only to reappear half a league further on when they had all but given up hope. Arya hated it. The land was gentle enough. Rolling hills and traced fields interspread with meadows and woodlands and little valleys where willows crowded close to slow, shallow streams. Even so, the path was so narrow and crooked that their pace had dropped to a crawl. 
Um, yeah, so you know where they, they they're no longer on the King's Road. They're going to start traveling uh, a different path, try to avoid the gold cloaks. Um, but really, I mean, the big kind of takeaway from this chapter is, you know, some of the things they find not on the King's Road shows that the Lannister army is really looking for them. Mm-hmm. There is still um, some war. There's still war going on, and you get to see that it's even affected a lot of these smaller areas um, in kind of the, in the Riverlands and as they're as they're heading north. Yeah, I think one of the things that, that comes up here first, I mean, um, you know, we see Arya kind of looking over her shoulder, wondering what the Gold Cloaks are when they would catch up with uh, with them. She kept Needle real close to her and, and everything. Um they never made camp without putting out sentries and stuff to make sure that they were well guarded. Um, you know, they, they eventually will come across a, a woman who like has lost her arm due to some, mm-hmm. an, an, an innocent who's lost her arm. And Yorn brings back like a two year old babe, uh, mm-hmm. who's been orphaned maybe, or maybe that is her mother. We don't know. Uh, it's sort of just this sad scene where they're crying and, and they, the, um, the men hear the woman uh, saying please, I think, uh, over and over again. And they, the, the girl kind of crying, she couldn't really speak or she had forgotten how to speak. That was something that kind of stood out to me. And I thought, wow, he's really just showing us that um, that, that war is is uh, affecting different uh, all regions here. These these small villages and everything and that the people who suffer are the small uh, are the small folk. And mm-hmm. be careful now because they may you know, they may head down to King's Landing and then have suffered a bunch out in the fields, come to King's Landing for refuge, not get it, and they may uh, start to cause some trouble later on. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it, it's just it's just kind of it's good world building by Gurr. Um, I think you know maybe maybe he viewed maybe he viewed this chapter when he was writing it as a bridge to just kind of set us up for what we're going to see really kind of drive home that point. Um, you know, is a lot of the chapters up until this point have really been focused on the royalty and the Lords and the ladies, you know, then you've got John on the wall, you know, Daenerys is way over in SS during her own thing. So now we're kind of getting introduced to really Arya's setting until she goes to Essos. I mean, this is, this is Mm -hmm. really where we're going to be just out on the road out in the middle of nowhere um running around the riverlands and you know into the vale a little bit and it's a different ball game here we're not in a city we're not in a town we're not on the wall yeah it's it's a totally it's a totally different setting yeah one of the things that's noted here by one of the black brothers is that we're not far from the god's eye um he said one morning the king's road won't be safe until we cross the trident uh, so we'll come up around the lake along the western shore. They're not like to look for us there. So really, they know that once they get to a territory that's defended by a different, um, oh, uh, lord or what have you, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that they, they'll be safe. They get into maybe where the Starks or the or the Tellys are kind of controlling, or if they get over to even an influence from the Vale, like they might be safer. So. That's sort of the hope is we have to get we have to get to that point. Then we can get back on the King's Road. But for now, we're just trying to dodge them best we can. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, just a little bit before that, it is interesting to note that 
they're beginning to treat Gendry uh, a little bit differently mm-hmm. because uh, because uh, because ooh, what's what's going what's going on with him? He's got he, you know it says uh, Lamy and the other orphans all treated the bull like someone special now because the queen wanted his head. Though he would have none of it, you know. I never did nothing to no queen. Um, I did my work as all bellows and tongs and fetch and carry. I was supposed to be an armor, and one day, uh, Master Mott says I got to join the Night's Watch. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Then he'd go off to polish his helm. But it is, he said, you know, he never puts it on. But uh, yeah, right. They're all, and then they're talking. They're talking about him a little bit. I bet he's that traitor's bastard. Lamy said. Um, the wolf's lord, the one they nicked on Baylor's steps. He is not, Arya declared. You know, my father had one bastard, and that's John. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, don't confuse yeah. the two here. All right. Exactly. So, um, after that, we do get we do get to meet a couple more people here. You've got Koss and and Kurs, who are just some other people who are um, you know, they've been taken in as poachers, and he sent he kind of sends them ahead. So. Um, there's not really a lot with these characters, mm-hmm. but it's just, oh, we get introduced. This is just some other people, some other characters who show up uh, for a brief period of time that the girl just adds in. So, yeah, I think, again, well, it's just it's this chapter is really a lot of world building. Yeah. And one of the reasons why, you know, um, we're gaining these new individuals is because Yorn did decide not to take a boat like um, he, he saw more potential in going across the land because he's thinking it's going to be fine. You know, he, he had no idea that the gold cloaks would come after him. Uh, it just, you know, he, he thinks I'll be able to gather more people for the watch. That's his duty. That's his job. Um, had he have known or knew that they, that they were in peril, he would have taken a boat. And, and he would have foregone, you know, trying to get any other men for the Night's Watch, essentially. Well, well, I mean, I I wonder when when was the last time you think that the Night's Watch was ever challenged? Right. I mean, most people yeah. want to avoid them, let alone run into them. Right. You're not typically going up to them because they don't take part in any of this. So they're almost just like they're, they're, they're given a pass. You just don't think of it at all. Like, yep, there they go. Whatever. We, we don't talk to them. We leave them alone. They do the thing. Uh, that's it. So, yeah. And, and, and Yorn's probably thinking that's how it's been for 30 years, as he says. Been, it's been that way for a long time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, some other stuff here. We have Arya. You know, they talk about how costs and curs you know the, the, then you've got the younger boys are going to go pick blackberries aria uh because she's a skilled climber she goes uh after a rabbit um and that's because she knows she, well she can't because she's a good climber she knows that rabbits can't really climb up trees so uh she hits it with a stick and then grabs it by her ears and then uh, yorn uses that um with some mushrooms and wild onions, which I'm sure is probably mentioned in the Game of Thrones cookbook. I, just I was going to say, it sounds so good. That, well, that that actually is where a lot of those come from in the in the official cookbook, A Feast of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. They take sections like that from it, and then they come up with some sort of recipe for it. Okay, nice. Yeah, okay, cool. Because I'm, I'm kind of feeling uh, <clears throat> feeling a little hungry right now, to be honest with you. Um, have, you ever e- have you ever eaten rabbit? Rabbit? Yes, I have. Yes, I've not. I've never. I don't think I've ever had it. How does it? Uh, how does it taste? Rabbit and squirrel actually are are some things that I used to eat. Uh, I had an uncle, a great uncle, who was all about it. He would go down. He would take trips, and and he had a his old uh, farmstead where he would stay. You know, he'd go down there and he'd hunt, and he'd bring them back and stuff, and he'd cook them up for us. I don't really remember how they tasted, honestly. Like I was, I was younger, really young, and I know everybody says, well, they're supposed to taste tougher and. Things like that, but I, I really don't remember. 
Um, I remember them being covered in gravy. So like, right. you know. I wonder if it's I wonder if it's if it's closer. Well, more. It says, I, I just googled it. Of course, uh, it says rabbit tastes closer to chicken. But you know, everyone says everything tastes like chicken. Jeez. So yeah, how how is that? That's how, ma- how that's is matrix that? level stuff right there. That's that's straight out of the matrix. Like you know, yeah, everything, every everything, everything tastes like chicken. Yeah. How do you cook it? You just cook it. You just fry it up, or yeah, I, that's what he did. And then like he would uh, he would use sort of some of the grease and stuff, and he'd make a gravy out of it, and yeah, serve it. Yeah, it was just. I don't, even, I don't know if he seasoned it. I don't really know. So, again, I don't know how to cook, you know, my own my own meals, all right? I'm over I here. A mean, I make a mean bowl of cereal, okay? Outside of yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, toast and jelly. I'm I'm pretty good there. Uh, maybe I could I could You know, I'm actually okay with an egg. What something interesting fact here. So, when Sir Matt uh lived with me for a little while, um you know, Sir Matt can make it. You're actually a pretty good cook. Uh well, but thanks. But uh, what was it I was making? And you were like, "How do you, I was flipping eggs, wasn't I? <laughs> wasn't I flipping an right. egg?" And you were just like, "Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I just, just scrambled it." Like you, you weren't really. I into- just, I, I just make scrambled eggs, man. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't flip eggs. I don't do over easy. Yeah, I don't do it. I scrambled eggs. I don't so, know that I've ever made an over easy egg in my life. Wow, I was proud of myself. I was like, "Wow, I can do I'm like, okay," because I, I had no idea how to do half the stuff that you were doing, and I was like, "At least I can make an egg." Yeah. You know, well, claim. I'm looking up. Well, I'm looking up some stuff here. Yeah, a lot of people say some people are saying it's more gamey than chicken, but it's I guess it is it is it is it's a white meat. So, so I don't know, man. I guess maybe it tastes like you're eating bird or chicken or mm-hmm. don't know. Huh. Well, I, yeah, but I don't know that I'd ever want to. You eat a rabbit, man. Things are cute. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get you know if you're out here. On the Night's Watch, trying to survive and stuff. I mean, well, yeah, I get that. It's gonna taste pretty good. I've pretty much got a pet squirrel, the squirrel that lives in my backyard. Oh boy! Although it tried to come, it tried to come inside the other day, and I wasn't, I wasn't having that. But <laughs> I don't know that. I wow! Eat him. Be like, oh, just get out of here. <laughs> that really is. He's real friendly then. That's huh? it's good. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, so we got Aria here. Um, yeah, Yorn stewed it with some mushrooms and some wild onions. Um, Arya was given the whole leg since it was her rabbit, so she shares it with Gendry. Uh, the rest of them just get a spoonful. And mm. uh, we have we have her giving some to Jack and Hagar. Um, you know, there's a hunter now, lumpy face, lumpy head, rabbit killer. You know, Rorg, yeah. Rorg there. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So uh, they, um, they eat a little bit of a sweet corn. Yeah, um, they do. And this is and this is when and this is when they see they begin to see um, they notice some some people. There's like there's a camp. There's a very small camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they start to see some of the so, some of the war that goes on. So like they they think it's the sun setting and it's actually some large fire that they see. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, he said. Um, let me go here. Yorn is talking about you know him and the tree. Um. Oh, actually, yeah. So first, yeah, no, you're right. They. They those uh, there's a guy in the tree though the watcher right who's got the air who's got um, he's drawing on him right mm-hmm. as they walk by so he's he's watching that guy uh, he says the others take him right uh, later on after that that's when Dobler spied the red glow against the evening sky uh, he says either either this road went uh, and turned again or that sun setting in the north uh, Yorn climbed up to get a better look fire he said uh, wind should blow it away from us still. Uh, you know, still need to be on the watch here. Uh, 
By dawn, the fire had burned itself out, but none of them slept very well that night. So, yeah, we get a lot of that where they're kind of tossing and turning in their sleep. Um, let's see, it was midday when they arrived at the place where the village had been. Had been. The fields were charred, desolation for miles around. The houses blackened, shells, the carcasses burnt, uh, butchered animals dotted the ground. Um, yeah, let's see. There's just, oh, God, they had some people who were like tied up and burned, right? And stuff. It was awful. Um, yeah, so pretty, pretty terrible scene here. And I think that, you know, it's, uh, Arya says at one point that she's, she's scared. I think Hot Pie says he's scared as well. Uh, they both kind of finally admit that they're, that they are afraid. Um, should we go in after them? Arya asked Gendry after Yorin and the others had been gone for a long time. Yorin said, wait. So they actually, um, had called a halt and he went off to kind of, um, you know, see what was going on and to see if there was anybody else sort of, uh, causing a problem or if there are any survivors mm -hmm. so. yeah and then that the the banner they see uh spotted tree cat yellow and black on a mud brown field is a tiny little house called house myatt um they're from the western land so they're, they're lannister they're lannister men and even this house uh this is like the only time they ever show up so <laughs> it's just another mm. another another, yeah. another another little house that uh there's not even really any history on or anything kind of in the in this chapter. Yeah, I think one of the things too, you're making a connection to um, remembering where we're at and remembering that uh, the mountain has been out. They've been out doing all sorts of terrible things. You know, they've been burning villages, raping. They've been murdering all sorts of crazy stuff. And the Brotherhood Without Banners is out there after these guys. So like, there's there's some of that. All the because it's not just straight war and chaos like i mean if rob stark's forces move in to a village and occupy it typically they're t they they need shelter food they might take from these people or whatever for a little bit um and ask for supply but they're not burning and killing innocent people you know they're not like some woman ha shows up here and her arms cut off um and there's people who were just for no reason just because this band decided to move in here and maybe some great lord decided uh, they wanted to defy the crown. Like, these people didn't choose that. So, there's there's a little bit of that. That's sort of what we're kind of getting to understand is that it's 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 pretty bad in this region. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, uh, basically, really, the, 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 the next kind of thing, you know, we talked about the one-armed woman, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then Arya, as they're kind of having, they're kind of having dinner there, um so she you know she drinks too much water so she has to go make water mm -hmm. um and so as she's kind of out in the as she's kind of out there uh she you know she's kind of looking looking for wolves thinks she hears some um yeah uh, then uh, and then you know then she kind of sees one yeah yeah and and actually around this time too she's we're realizing that she can sneak around very easily very well um she can sneak around and see like the first time she goes out to make water she's the, they talk about the sentries and they mm -hmm. were people she could sneak right past uh she also even draws a really interesting um uh point to the orphan boys who were from king's landing who uh in flea bottom or in the alleys of king's landing they had no problem keeping eye out like they they knew that they knew that land or that re that that spot so well that they could hide from you you would never see them that they could you know, keep an eye on you, but out here in the wilderness, they're really no good. Uh, and they're also scared and they just, this is just strange land to them. So even those who were out there 
um, not the orphan boys, but others who were sentries, uh, they're, they're good, but Arya's better. She could sneak past them all. And she had to because she had to sneak out and, you know, and she had to go to the bathroom. So it's like, okay, there it is. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, the wolves that she comes up against, come, comes up on, you know, it says uh, counting eyes, two, four, eight, twelve, a whole pack. And then one of them comes out from under the trees, stares at her, bear, bears his teeth. And all she could think about how how stupid she was, and how, you know, hot pie would gloat when they all found her half eaten body. But then the wolf turned and raced back into the darkness. Um, I don't think in the show that we see that, right? Oh, I don't. I haven't seen. I don't know. I don't. But then, because uh, because then she does run into what you know. She runs into Nymeria and and other wolves when she comes back from Essos. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering. I'm I'm thinking maybe that was they they kind of looked at this scene from the books and said, oh, we could we could add that in, have it be Nymeria, and because mm-hmm. you know how you know and some of those later seasons have like they add in. I think it's uh, the season where your um, Euron kills Balon. Uh, Greyjoy, you know that happens way earlier in the books, and they kind of bring that back. So maybe that was kind of some inspiration for that scene. And they said, "Oh, well, let's make it Nymeria as well." And then, yeah, you know, we don't we don't see Nymeria, but there was obviously rumors and stuff that there was a there was a scene that was filmed with wolves showing up to Winterfell to help in the in the battle of the uh, at Winterfell, the the third episode of season eight. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure, maybe that it could you know, be kind of. Yeah, maybe that that's kind of some inspiration there. So then she comes back and she kind of gets into it with Yorin a little bit. Right. You know, where she's basically saying it's like, you know, I want to I wish I was home. I want to go home. Uh, and then this is when Yorin says, you know, bring I've been bringing men to the wall for 30 years. And I've, all that time I've only ever lost three. You had an old man die of a fever. Uh, city boy got snake bit while uh, relieving himself and a fool tried to kill me in my sleep and he got a red smile for his trouble. Um, three and 30 years. He says a ship now might have been wiser. No chance of finding more men on the way, but still he, you know, he'd go by ship. Uh, 30 years I've been, I've been taking this King's road. Uh, you know, and he says, you know, go to sleep boy. You know, like basically just, you know, you, mm-hmm. we, we got, we got it. We got to keep moving. Yeah. Yeah, there's some uh, frustration. I mean, she, you know, I, he even almost kind of allows that, like, yeah, had I known this was going to be this big of a deal, like, I would have maybe done things differently. And, and Arya is thinking, man, if I would have stayed in the city or, you know, I, I would have not have let them cut my father's head off. It just kind of saddens her to think about think about all of that. And then Yoran goes, you know, he says, the orphan boys have no fathers, right? He's also trying to help her um, understand that, yes, it's bad. It's terrible. But there are others, you know, suffering through far worse. And uh, it's just tough. She's in a tough spot. She's having to do, you know, she's in a place where she's in, in peril. She can barely get any sleep. She has to sneak out to make water. Uh, she's keeping needle close. Her father is dead. She's haunted by, sort of, you know, some of those um, nightmares and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, everything's sort of uncertain. But, uh, yeah. And I think Yorin, too, maybe gets a little laxed, like, thinking... Like I know he's he's a veteran of of trying to get back to or you know traversing this land and stuff, but I don't I, like you said earlier. I don't think he's ever really been pursued in this by position. gold cloaks. Yeah, you've come across you have a skirmish or whatever or this or that, but but really to be to have orders from the you know the king or the queen whoever to seize this boy, it's a big deal. Um, yeah, so 
So there's that. Yeah. And also interesting real quick too, Tyrion, you know, we, we just had the conversation about the gold cloaks and stuff. Had he have known, um, these were some of the, I, I guarantee some of the last orders being carried out by, by Slint and by Cersei because he, you know, Tyrion has now established sort of a new, uh, commander of this, of the city watch. So he would have none of this. I mean, he's not really, um, he may, maybe could understand the boy. Maybe he could allow that to, to go, but the killing of, of a young babe, he definitely was not not four so but i still think he probably would say what what is a bastard boy to you know to you cersei he's going to the wall i mean like that's that's good enough like let it be let these he's going away forever and we'll we'll swear as his oath so leave him alone but it's too late the order's already been sent and the gold cloaks are already out there on their way yeah yeah i you know, real quick here, just as I'm as I'm kind of thinking, you know, so like so people like Jacken, right? So you know how you know how you know when people go there to the wall on their own free will, mm-hmm. like John, right? You know, once you have to once you say the vows, you're you're in. But theoretically, you could go there, not say them, and then leave. Man, eh, this mm-hmm. isn't for me. So yeah. I wonder, I wonder what happens with the prisoners that show up at the wall. Yeah, that's that that so with them they've agreed already to take the black. You know, I feel like they've right. already said got to. But if you were just somebody who like, ah, uh, you know what? I'm going to start over. I'm going to go with the Night's Watch and and Right. You so could are then, they are they are they ba- so once so once those people show up, they're basically forced in because I wonder they would Yeah, otherwise have, they'd still have to say their vows. Uh yeah, yeah, they, they would have to, if if you get up there and you're a prisoner and you say, "You know, what? I don't want to take the black." Well, then you have to face your punishment, which was you're going to lose a hand. You know, so rather than lose a hand, a lot of those guys said, "Nah, I'll just go. I'll just go to the wall." Yeah, I just like, don't oh, think I. I just I just can't remember if that's ever really specifically said. said that, I don't said that I don't it think happens it, in the books. No, I don't think it's ever sp- said, but it, that's sort of implied that like yeah, if you implied. if you, yeah, like that's the whole reason they didn't want to lose a hand, so they came here. You know, that's I'm I'll keep my hand, just go to the watch. That's fine, whatever. Um, now some of them might say they might go up there and be like this is freaking cold i'm gonna go back and yeah take my hand <laughs> off that's fine but, but some people they face death they face death exactly. or they face something worse and so they're definitely not leaving um yeah so there so there's that it's just a chance I wonder how, life uh, yeah there. i wonder i wonder how many people i wonder how many people have ever done that you know what uh, i'm good you know mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather i'd rather i'd rather i'd rather be in dorn or or wherever and uh and have have one hand than than be freezing to death up here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh okay. goodness. All right. Well, hey, next week we're into Davos, so there's, it's a much bigger chapter, a lot more going on. So mm-hmm. that's where that's where we'll be this. Yeah, the, uh, short chapter. Yeah, you know, this week this week is kind of is what it is. And but yeah, we'll, it's it's fine. It's good. It's we're. That's what we're doing. We're taking it uh, chapter by chapter and learning about these characters and trying to tease as much out of it as we as we can. So, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, move on over to send a raven. Uh, this is from Sir Nicholas of House Atreides, right? Yeah. Is that Atreides uh, on an island of uh, Caladan, just south of the Isle of Faces. 
Hello, I have been listening to your podcast for well over a year. I thoroughly enjoy your podcast. I'm a big fan of the show, uh, and your podcast just makes me like it that much better. What other podcasts do you host? I already subscribe to Harper Says Hangout and Wheel of Time podcast. Is there any other I could listen to? Um, two, really. I host a video game podcast called Box Trick, and um, Sir Ezra is on a Lord of the Rings podcast called Up Talking Tolkien, an unexpected podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Those are uh, a couple places uh, where you can find us. And, and we just the fandoms we love, you know, things that we're really into. Um, I wouldn't podcast about something if I wasn't really, if I didn't really like it, you know, I, because I, I feel like you, you want to get to know people who are into the same thing. Um, we are already looking for updates uh, on all this stuff, you know, whether it's a new, movie a tv show a book uh yeah so so yeah those are those are some of our faves you know so now don't get me long uh, wrong here i i love uh i love love stranger things and 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 the witcher and all that other kind of you know stuff too so like i'm just a i'm super into sci-fi and fantasy um it's just some of it you like more than than you like uh others and you've been studying it or you've been you've been in it for a long time and uh like, I mean, I tell you guys, like Star Wars, I've been reading those books since I was ooh, elementary school. Been reading some books uh, from Star Wars, and I love it. And, uh, it's yeah, it's where we're at. So, actually, and then, crazy, you know, Lord of the Rings was, uh, The Hobbit was the first book I ever, ever really, truly finished. Uh, so, that's that's fun. Yeah. I love The Hobbit. I liked I like it more than I like The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fun, and it's just sort of a, a good little... Uh, hardy adventure so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then yeah and then um at this point i don't know i you know we always, we always joke about doing more i don't know that i have the mental capacity for for more at this oh. <laughs> at 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 at, the, at this point um yeah. and especially you know we the game of thrones prequel house of the dragon i um it's 2022 is, is what the executives have said mm-hmm. and so you know, we just kind of think about well, we're that's that's going to be the next big thing uh, going on here, and so I'd really like to um, probably not this year, but next year as we get ready for that, um, dive back into Fire and Blood, um, World of Ice and Fire. There's the novellas, so you add that stuff on, and then mm-hmm. it's like, whew, yeah, I, I, at this point, it's a lot. I, yeah, it's a, it's it's it, it is it is definitely a lot. So I, I let, let me just so, since we have some time here, you know, like when I go from, I mean, this is crazy. Like I, I, I go from talking about Rand, Matt and Perrin, you know, and, and the crazy things that are going on in Wheel of Time to uh, John, Arya, um, Sansa. Like it takes me a second. You'll, you'll hear me sometimes like pause before a name because I'm like, mm. <laughs> like I like, yep, like get, get a shift your, your focus. And sometimes we record all of this in, on like a weekend. And, uh, so it's funny how, what we do in between the show to kind of like switch gears, you know, like we'll listen to some of the audio book or we will listen to like a, uh, some track or something to pump us up or get our minds off of it and, and stuff. Cause it's a lot, there's just a, there's a lot in game of Thrones. There's a lot in Lord of the Rings. There's a lot in wheel of time and there's a lot in star Wars. Uh, and then, you know, there's a lot in video games that you're keeping up with. Like, it's just a lot. And so I think, like those are our favorite things, and since they are our favorites, we've decided like, okay, this is what we want to do, and and we're we're super into it. We're we super uh, enjoy it, so we're good. You know, it's if you didn't have that joy and you weren't passionate about it, then it would suck. 
and it would just wouldn't be fun. So, but like I, I get off of here though, and I will go when we're done, we'll do some editing and stuff. And then uh, we're also working on some upgrades and things for all of these shows, which you will see later. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, after that, we'll probably each of us go listen to an audiobook or look up a theory or a YouTube video. So that's what we do. We, we did it before we started all the shows and we'll do it uh, long after the shows are over. So, yeah, I spend a lot of time on the a Song of Ice and Fire Reddit. There's a, it's a really great community over there. All people are always submitting just awesome theories, awesome questions. Um, there's a lot of really good resources in A Song of Ice and Fire as well that there's not in a lot of other fandoms, and it makes things really, really. Um, you know, you have the Atlas of Ice and Fire uh, with, mm-hmm. with with the book. Uh, again the reddit community and then there is a search of ice and fire where you can like find any uh specific thing so some some nights i'm just like okay i want to look up a new game of thrones theory um because that's how like intrigued i am by i'm still even even still i'm i'm just i'll just hey you know let me go search this and i and I, i listen to it and then i you know it's been it's been about six months and so i i'm probably about to right now i'm listening to a a book for our Star Wars podcast, but I think I'm going to go dive back into Dunkin' Egg, right? Mm-hmm. I, it's yep. just, it's 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 been it's been a little bit, and so it's time to just replow through those. Yeah, yep, agreed. So it's a lot of fun, and uh, we we really do appreciate you guys sending us, you know, uh, ravens and and theories or things you want us to look up or taking us to different parts of the uh, series because it's it's helpful and it keeps us sort of you know, fired up about things. And I know it's sort of a time where, yeah, we're doing the, the reread. There's a little, a little bit of a lull, but that's why we uh, continue to do Green Dreams and we continue to do the extended edition uh, just to sort of, you know, have fun and think about, uh, theorize about the differences between the book and the show, which is the big thing right now. So, yeah, still so much. And then there's so much more to come. Like like the prequel series is going to be huge. It's going to be mm-hmm. great. And when the I don't think season is season eight out on DVD and stuff yet. Let me look that up. I don't think I so. Right? I don't know. I have not. I feel like we would have seen something about it. Although it should be, shouldn't it? It's been. It, look at us here sitting here. I mean, because typically all my stuff is digital. But you're you're starting to say maybe there's. Um, well, you remember if you remember there was. Um, there Some extras. Extra there's stuff, a lot yeah. of there's a lot of extra stuff. Yeah, it is. It is so. I need. I need to. I need to go through and watch that so I can see all the all the extend all the extra stuff. Yeah, it came. Yeah. It came out. It came out in De- in December. So, okay, awesome. So yeah, all right. That's cool. We'll have to get that and, and see what's uh, see what's there. There'd be some hidden gems or something. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, guys, uh, that's kind of it for us this week. Again, kind of a short, kind of a shorter chapter, but next week's going to be pretty huge as we get into the first Davos chapter, which I'm sure is exciting for a lot of people. Uh, it's going to be, it's nice actually. To this is what we talked about with uh, this book is some people have said, man, you know, it feels like we talk about the same characters a lot. Well, you do in the first book, but once you kind of get into Clash of Kings a little bit, you hit, mm-hmm. you hit, you start hitting new characters, and the world just explodes. So, yeah. Yep. So, all right. Well, we want to thank you guys for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 10, Davos 1 of A Clash of Kings. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that the night is dark and full of terrors. <laughs>